Hey, listeners, today I speak with David Deutsch, managing partner at Flowered Wellness in Western New York. Flowered Wellness is a health and wellness company adopting an educational and holistic approach toward providing education and medical cannabis products and programs. So thank you so much for joining me today, David Deutsch, here with Flowered Perspective. I just want to give a quick overview of uh, what your business does to our listeners. So can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, um, so the name of the company is Flowered Wellness. I'm one of the uh, managing partners. Uh, my partner, James Frizzicaro, and myself uh, started the company about a year ago. Uh, it's a health and wellness uh, company with the focus uh, strictly on the endocannabinoid system, um, which is a pretty complicated system, but it's also relatively easy to understand. It basically functions like a, a bunch of receptors uh, that work like neurotransmitters throughout your body and receive information um, from the plant, the cannabis plant. So uh, it interacts with your body in, in a bunch of different ways. And we're trying to create a business structure where we focus on different therapies, uh, creating uh, access for patients that want to come in and receive therapy from a, a, you know, a chiropractor or a massage therapist. Um, we're providing access to therapists that are like-minded and are able to offer services that um, focus on the endocannabinoid system. Uh, we also uh, offer access to medical-grade CBD products, hemp-derived products that we sell over the counter. Um, and we're just kind of getting our feet wet here. We're getting started and growing rapidly, so it's going really well. So you have a B2C service with your over-the-counter products and then your holistic wellness approach. Is that more B2B? Are you working with other therapists or are you bringing therapists in? Yes. Yes? So both. Uh, currently, currently, we work with a chiropractor um, who offers a range of services, uh, one of which is an integrative chiropractic treatment that incorporates a lot of different CBD products in it. Um, and then the other practitioner we work with right now is an adult psychiatric nurse practitioner. Uh, and he's the one that actually uh, offers certifications for entry into the New York State medical marijuana program. Um, so those are our two relationships right now. Uh, we're working on uh, bringing on a Reiki uh, master to offer those types of services as well. And then the goal is to bring on another uh, massage therapist. Uh, we just uh, interviewed a uh, foot reflexology practitioner as well. Um, so it's it's expanding uh, quickly. <laughs> That's fantastic. So this is more of an alternative medicine. I take it you're more preventative medicine then as well. You're helping people maintain a, a healthy lifestyle so that they don't deal with um, consistent or long-term health issues that might sneak up on them? Very. Very much so. Um, I think people uh, as a whole are kind of looking towards Eastern medicine a little bit more uh, in, the, in the recent uh, history, you know, and I think there's a happy medium between Western and Eastern approach. Um, you know, by no means are we saying don't go to your doctor or anything like that. Um, but there are very, very uh, healthy ways to, um, you know, help yourself and, and prevent yourself from having, you know, as frequent of health issues. Uh, and cannabis is showing some really, really positive results uh, as a preventative treatment, um, you know, for inflammation, pain, anxiety, um, the, and the research is really at, in its infancy. You know, we're only uh, scratching the surface with its capabilities. So the more and more time goes by, the more information we're able to receive about how beneficial this plant is. So the response to this plant, 
do you have to overcome a stigma that people uh, maybe don't want to trust something that's been perceived as a drug and has been associated with um, has been associated with yeah. drug culture, or is yeah. it more of an exciting time where people are really excited to overcome this historic stigma? I think it's it's definitely a bit of both. We come across um, a, a wide variety of, of clients, people that have had experience, you know, grew up in the 60s and, you know, experienced marijuana and smoked and, you know, they, they still think of it as a drug and, you know, the psychoactive component is still prevalent to it. Um, but we, we definitely have to explain to people and I think the society is shifting a little bit um, very recently in the sense that this is an herb. This is a plant that grows wild in every continent and every state almost right now in the United States. And it's very accessible. It grows quickly and, and it reacts to our body in a very positive way. Um, the psychoactivity is something that's been focused on because it's been an illicit black market drug. It was, it was banned and you know, the people, uh, do want to get high are going to get high. Um, so they're producing these products, you know, in the black market that are having very, very high levels of THC to, you know, give the, the customers that effect. Um, you know, the products that are coming out in the in the health and wellness market are really focusing more on the, the health benefits and not so much on that psychoactivity. So I think there's uh, there's a lot of uh, education that needs to come uh, with these products as well. So you would say one of your toughest battles is reframing the discussion on cannabis, not necessarily yeah. attacking what's already um, a fact of the effects of THC, but just reframing the focus on its health benefits. Yeah, I mean, for us, we, we work with both sides of the aisle in the sense that we're working with the New York State Medical Program, um, you know, which provides access for patients to get that higher level of THC. Some people really benefit from it. You know, if you're in chronic pain or you're, you're undergoing um, chemotherapy for cancer treatment or HIV, AIDS, there's, there's um, different diagnoses that really benefit from the higher levels of THC um, because that cannabinoid has, you know, specific effects uh, for pain. It's an anti-emetic. Um, you know, it has inflammatory properties as well. Um, so it's, it's definitely... Uh, you know, and, and then on the other side of it, we have the hemp products that we work with, and that has a, a much lower level of THC. Anything that's hemp derived is less than 0.3%, which virtually has no psychoactive effect for anyone. So what's the process of a customer coming to you and wanting to, uh, perhaps they've never heard of this intersection of Eastern and Western medicine, and they want to give it a try. Do they already have to be approved or have a prescription for medicinal marijuana or can they come right through your doors and say this is something I heard about this is something I'm interested in pursuing sure so um, they, typically if somebody's interested in entering the, the, the medical program um, we do a pre-screen where we'll talk we'll sit down with them and we'll talk to them and, and get a little bit more background information and you know see if they they potentially will qualify I uh, we try not to bring uh, patients in you know, charge them a, a you know fee and then have them not qualify for entry into the medical program and, you know, waste their time. So, you know, there are requirements that have to be uh, met for the medical program, but it's a, it's a pretty straightforward process. The practitioner that we uh, work with, he basically sits down, interviews the, the patient. They 
bring necessary medical um, files with them that may state a diagnosis that already pre-qualifies them. Um, you know, if somebody comes in with fibromyalgia or a cancer diagnosis or PTSD, that's that's pretty much an automatic qualification. The practitioner just has to match criteria to New York State's guidelines. Um, some of the other ones are a little bit more difficult to discern or chronic pain. Um, so that's where the practitioner has to kind of use their expertise to delve into the medical history and understand, you know, does this patient meet New York State's requirements for entry into the medical program? I really respect that this entire business is built around helping the patient and doing what's best for the patient. It's definitely healthcare done right because everything you are doing is talking about what is best for them, down to just doing a free pre-screening to make sure that they don't waste time or money pursuing with the program. Or pursuing yeah, the program. And, and there's always an alternative for them. You know, even if even if the, the person doesn't qualify for the medical program. They still have access to a range of, of different products that could definitely help. Um, there's so many different products that are coming out now that are geared towards health and wellness, and they're hemp derived. So now, with the uh, Farm Bill passing last late last year, uh, with the Hemp Act in it, that allows us to to operate a little bit more freely uh, with the hemp derived products. It was a little, um, you know, a little bit of a gray area for some time where you know, hemp was legal in a certain aspect, but it wasn't, it, the government branches basically weren't talking to each other and weren't on the same page. Um, but now hemp is fully legal, so any products that are um, you know, derived from hemp, we can, we can fully operate with, and there's a lot of good ones out there. So that's, that's another branch of, uh, of the company and what we do is vetting companies and supporting companies that are medical grade, they're, they're treated in the right way, um, you know, they're, they're, they're extracted in a, in a right way. They're organically grown and processed. Um, and, and they're, you know, what's best for the, for the client and what they're looking for. There's a lot of misinformation and, um, products that are just not what they appear to be out there on the market. So I guess, uh, going off of that misinformation, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of hemp products out there, uh, that don't even have the psychedelic factor of THC products. So in order to eliminate this idea of cannabis being a drug that people smoked in order to, uh, I don't know, get, just get high, what are some of these non-psychedelic uh, products that you offer uh, that, and what are, what are some of the results or what, what, what do they? Yeah. So the main product that we work with is a uh, hemp extract oil. Uh, the, the company is called New Leaf Naturals. They're based out of Colorado. Um, and they are one of the first companies that we started interacting with for a multitude of reasons. Um, the quality of the product is one thing. Um, we really like the, um, the quality of it in the sense that it's organically grown. No GMOs are used uh, in the process. It's super critically CO2 extracted, which is a clean method of extraction that a lot of the higher-end companies are utilizing. Um, and then it's third-party independent lab tested. They actually use... Uh, the one of the original lab facilities in the United States to test all their products and we had access to those results so we know exactly what we're getting as far as the, the levels of cannabinoids uh, they test for pesticide activity or microbial activity um, so th the vetting of this company was really easy in the sense that they provide access to everything they're an open book and, and we've had a really good working relations relationship with them thus far um, there's a lot of companies that don't utilize that CO2 extraction method, which some people are okay with. You know, there's an, uh, 
uh, organic compound extraction method using uh, ethanol or methanol. Um, there's there's certain positives and negatives to that. CO two seems to be the the standard accepted uh, process, um, and it's definitely one of the cleaner methods of using uh, extraction. And then you know how the plants are grown are really important too. A lot of companies don't advertise that they're organically grown and they're not using GMOs and you know, where, where the farm is located, is there pollution, you know, heavily in the area? Is it secluded and isolated? Um, you know, what type of water source are they using? There's really a lot of information that goes into selecting a brand um, that, you know, some people tend to overlook. So you obviously work in an industry now that, I mean, to say it's highly regulated would be an understatement because it's still illegal in some states. So growth is obviously limited to the legal battles. But I'm curious, based on what you're saying with um, the company that you purchase your hemp products from being so open with it, is the uh, community outside of New York State open? Uh, is this is this a community that's eager to share information or is it getting competitive and you feel like the chances of growth are um, more local? Well... So what you were saying about regulation, I mean, the legality of it is heavily regulated, but quality control is not. There's no oversight really at all at the moment. Um, everything's kind of in flux right now. The FDA is, you know, because hemp became legal late last year, uh, the FDA is kind of setting their rules and regulations up uh, as we speak. And there's offices that are being opened in New York State uh, to regulate the adult use market once it uh, passes. So there's not a lot of oversight. It's sort of like the Wild West with uh, products that are being manufactured because there's no testing that is mandatory uh, um, from the government's perspective. It's really up to the company to send their product to an independent lab, have it tested, some companies even go, go as far as displaying their lab results on their website so you can see it and you know exactly what you're getting. Um, but to that effect, there's labs that are being found that fudge the results too. So you really have to be a very discerning uh, customer when you're picking a product because uh, a reputable company uh, can be difficult to find these days. And is the community in New York State then uh I guess I should say, or especially in Western New York where you're located, is that relatively open? Are people working together towards this common goal, or do you feel like you're? Um, it's very New easy York to is, is uh, interesting. It's just starting out as far as the hemp industry. Um, there's a lot of farmers that are really starting to uh, plant seeds and, and starting to grow hemp. Uh, the infrastructure isn't quite there yet where, um, you know, probably – you need a lot of different types of businesses to start up to have an infrastructure for that. It's very difficult to transport hemp uh, far distances. So processing facilities are necessary. Labs are necessary in the area. Um, and then, you know, you have to be able to sell to people that are going to make products out of it. So really we're at the beginning stages of that part of the industry where people are going to be setting up um, processing facilities and, and being able to make you know final products out of this this um, plant. The cannabis industry, once the adult use becomes legal, that's gonna that's gonna change everything too. You know, once people are able to apply for a, a permit to start planting cannabis seeds, um, you know, everything's gonna change. And the medical program too. With that being said, right now New York State's medical marijuana program. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't say that it's the, the best program in the country. Um, they definitely have their, their issues and concerns. Um, we're pretty limited as far as access and the types of products that we can use in that program as well. Uh, currently in New York State, there's nothing uh, smokable or edible allowed to be sold. Uh, so the only access you have is to uh, sublingual drops, a uh, hemp oil extract, or um, capsules, or you could have a, a vape pen option. Those are really the three main uh, products that they offer. So you're obviously a business and you need to maintain some profit in order to keep your doors open. And part of right. that is expansion. How are you able to navigate the legalities while keeping an eye on the future with no guarantee of legality coming? Uh, we are in constant contact with our attorneys and the law firm that we work with. We're very fortunate to have a relationship uh, with some attorneys that specialize in this industry and have been working with the medical program for some time. Um, so we really have to be, with that being said, we have to be very flexible in what we're doing and understand that the industry is changing day by day. Um, you know, how we started and where we are now uh, is very different from what we planned. You know, it's, it's uh, constantly evolving. Have you had a day where you had a future plan in motion and you had to scrap that project altogether just from one phone call? Um, yes and no. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like an entire thing that has to be thrown out. Um, but we definitely have to alter uh, how we're operating um, based on the industry and, and how we want to move forward. Um, you know, they're setting up certain regulations with regard to the permits that are going to allow people to be a retailer or a manufacturer in this industry. So we're trying to, and, that, and I'm talking about adult use um, cannabis when I, when I talk about that. So we're trying to position ourselves to be able to access those permits in various parts of the industry. Um, you know, right now we're focusing on the health and wellness aspect, working with practitioners and trying to create what essentially is going to be a wellness center um, that's going to bring in a, a variety of practitioners to help people in, in, in numerous ways. Um, but that's not where we're going to stop. You know, we want to keep going and work in different areas of the industry and, and try and, uh, help people as much as possible. I would love to hear about your long-term goals for this holistic health center. Uh, I guess ideal uh, hires that you see in the future, what kind of practitioners you would be bringing in, and how in the future of medicine and healthcare we can expect to see hemp products and uh, cannabis products incorporated in our daily lives. Yeah. Um, we, we have plans, uh, hopefully in the next few months, we have a space actually that we're looking at to expand into a, a bigger facility um, where we want to bring the practitioners under our roof. Um, essentially, we're going to be a management service company for them uh, where they would come in, rent space from us, provide their service. You know, everyone that, that would be working with us would have their own business that they operate um, and they would just rent space from us and hire us for our uh, administrative services and help facilitate their, their therapies. Um, so our goal is to have a practitioner come in. We do everything as much as possible, soup to nuts, and they can just focus on treatment. Um, so the different types of therapies are going to start with, you know, chiropractic, um, the certification process, mental health counseling. Uh, we definitely want to get a massage therapist uh, in there as well. Uh, we are already talking to someone that practices Reiki and um, in the future, you know, acupuncture we're open to, uh, 
foot reflexology. There's really, and nutrition counseling will be a major focus as well. Um, the, the chiropractor that we're working with, uh, she's a partner with us, but we also are, have a, a working relationship with her company um, where she's, she's going for her nutrition, um, a diplomat in applied clinical nutrition. And she's going to be offering a uh, cannabis-focused nutrition program uh, to, t- to help people kind of use that as a preventative uh, tool for the future. So I think that's a real big focus for the industry personally. Um, there's a lot of research that's coming out right now about ingesting raw cannabis um, and how it affects the body and how it can work as a preventative uh, treatment. Um, the compounds that are present in the plant are very different from a, a, a unadulterated you know, flower from the plant to what you get in um, an extract or what you get even um, you know, buying flour from a dispensary. If you're, if you're um, processing it and not heating the, the material up at all, you have uh, what's called as a, uh, an acid form of the cannabinoids. And that has a very, very different reaction to the body. And it actually doesn't really give you a psychoactive effect either. So some people are, you know, blending flour and leaves up from the plant into their shakes and, you know, ingesting it in, in its raw form. Uh, and this is shown to be really beneficial for as a preventative tool. That's really fascinating. I wasn't entirely sure where you're going with nutrition. I thought I was thinking maybe it's just more of a holistic approach where you're incorporating other aspects of health. So you're, you're talking about the actual incorporation of raw cannabis into your diet. Uh, well, it would be both. Um, there's definitely a lot of research that's coming out about foods that you can consume to help support your endocannabinoid system. Um, there's foods out there that are, um, have negative effects that you, you know, you want to avoid. Um, but, there's, there's definitely um, recommendations for diet that can benefit the, the um, long-term effects of your endocannabinoid system and how your body receives the compounds from the plant. Then on top of that, consuming raw cannabis can be incorporated as well uh, to get the full range of the benefits from the plant. I'm curious because it sounds like the expansion ideas that you have for your future are being met with enthusiasm from health professionals and alternative health professionals where you're having no shortage of finding people who are interested in the work you are doing. Do you find that resistance comes from outside the health field and that inside the health field people are excited about the potential of cannabis? I think it's mixed. I think that we come across a lot of uh, practitioners that are very enthusiastic and want to figure out how they can incorporate, um, you know, from this industry into their practice. But I think there's also a lot of physicians out there um, and practitioners that are uncertain and, you know, need a little bit more education and, you know, uh, more experience with some of these uh, products and, and the industry before they're going to start making recommendations. One of the long-term, uh, short-term and long-term goals of our company is to develop a, a comprehensive uh packet, so to speak. Um, we want to be able to go into physicians' offices and communicate with them one-on-one and offer our assistance if that's what they're looking for. Um, you know, if they think a patient is uh, suitable for a cannabis solution, 
you know, and they just don't have the tools and the knowledge to, to help, that's where we want to come in and say, you know, we, we have the information, we have the research, we can help work, we can work with you and help this patient, um, you know, receive treatment. So that's, that's another aspect of the business is that we want to educate the physicians so that because they, they're the direct link to the patients, you know, uh, we want to want to help the patients as much as possible. That's fascinating. So even if you are going in um, a business to consumer product line, since you're dealing with health, you still have to go through a second layer, which is the physicians themselves, because they are who the patients trust first. Sure. Um, you know, we're, they're also a referral source for the uh, medical program. You know, not every physician uh, can certify patients. You have to go through a, a, a licensing process to be able to become um, a certifier in any state. Um, so in New York right now, in the Buffalo area, I think there's probably less than 50 maybe physicians that are able to certify into the New York State Medical Marijuana Program. So for, for a regular physician to know where they, where they are, how to access them, how to refer to them, um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of starting from the ground up, so to speak. Um, you know, we, we just need to make ourselves known. Well, I hope this podcast helps get you known a little more. David, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for listening to our show. Really, thank you so much. Your support truly means the world. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher.